Hello and welcome to From Fear to Fire, secrets to overcome fear, embrace your gifts, and achieve success. This is the place where real people share real challenges and where you can find a common bond and uncommon wisdom through their journeys to help you move from fear to fire. I am Heather Hanson O'Neill. I am your host today. And as usual, I have a quote of the day. This one is from Sylvester Stallone. I think I'd like to be remembered as someone who beat the odds through just plain determination, that I persevered. Because I think that being somewhat of a pest to life, constantly plaguing and pursuing will bring results. I found it to be an amusing quote, and I think Steffi might like it. My guest today is Steffi Bell, who is a three-time Women World Motocross Champion. Reaching the top of her sport has not been easy, which is something that people tend to overlook. But Steffi has turned from a successful athlete to a successful entrepreneur while dealing with a few curveballs along the way. Her motto is never give up. There's always a lot of work being successful, and Steffi is here to tell her story. Welcome, Steffi. How are you today? Doing fantastic. Thank you. Hello, everyone. (laughs) <laughs> we, I cannot wait for everyone to hear your story. So why don't we dive in? Tell us a little bit about your background and specifically when you started racing. Yes, yeah, so, so I am originally from Italy. You're probably going to hear my accent throughout this conversation. And I, I started racing um, at six years old. Uh, At four years old, my mom and dad decided to buy me a real motorcycle. This is because uh, they were a fan of the sport. So they used to go and watch uh, the round of the women, uh, I'm sorry, of the male um, World Motocross Championship that was coming to Italy. So since I was a little girl, they brought me to to the event. So seeing motorcycle, my dad had a motorcycle, you know, it was just natural for me to ask for one and be like daddy. So they ended up buying a motorcycle and start, um, you know, ride around on the cornfield in front of the house when I was that little. And then uh, at about six years old, um, there is a funny story. My dad was out uh, trail riding, you know, by Mm -hmm. himself. And he came across a small motorcycle track for kids. And he was completely astonished. He was like, I, I can't believe that there are kids actually doing this. So he came home, picked me up. We went there. And in one hour time, I was beating all the little boys over there. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yes, it was very fun. And then at that point, the, the other parents told my dad, hey, you know, like there are actually races for little kids. My, my dad was like, really? So we ended up going home and mom asked mom uh, if we could go and try a race. And um, here we are. We're not really racing experience at all. We go to the first event. And that first race I did, I was six years old. I ended up third overall that day with uh, um, the little boys. And then after that, that year, I won every race I entered. So, oh, yeah, my that goodness, that is amazing. And, you know, it's especially amazing because I'm an adventurer completely, totally an adventurer. But the culture around here these days is like the helicopter parent. And you got to make sure that nothing happens to your child and you got to pave the way for them. And your your parents bought you a real motorcycle yes. at four 
That yes. is so outstanding that they were supportive of your passion and your ideas to do things. That's fantastic. I was definitely super lucky to have a, um, parents like that. You know, definitely they don't come around every every day. And uh, but it was not easy for the rest of the family because being a little girl, you know, and wanting to ride motorcycle, that was a big no-no for everybody. But as you said, you know, my mom and dad, they saw my passion and they were willing to support it. And um, here we were, you know, going racing motorcycle. Oh, that, that's a gift. And, you know, I, I need to just draw attention to this gender differentiation. You, you know, it's just unheard of there at that time where they weren't going to let you race or it was frowned upon as a female to race. But yet you were winning all these races against these boys, <laughs> right? So tell me more about what that looked like as you got more involved and you were winning more races, both the excitement and the success of it, but also I imagine there were some challenges that were involved in that too, right? Yeah, for sure. Okay, so when you are very little, there is not really that much difference between little girls and little boy. It's uh, when you start hitting the puberty uh, mm -hmm. time, then, uh, you know, differences start happening, not only on the um, physical aspect of, of a racer, so uh, as an athlete, but also, you know, in, in life in general. You know, now you know, I remember I was going to school and it was difficult because uh, a lot of time, you know, like here I'm winning races, so I'm kind of like this kind of, of uh, you know, if you wish, a celebrity in my own, you know, um, territory there, winning racing, being TV. But then, you know, not really be able to enjoy a, a teenager life mm -hmm. because, you know, like uh, my priority was like racing. And so even Saturday and Sunday with, when kids are off of school, usually, you know, like it is the time in the life where, you know, you start making those meaningful relationships, you know, like in friendship that last a long time. And I was not really exposed to that because Saturday and Sunday we were at the races. Yes, I had my racing friends, but again, you know, being the only little girl or like a teenager, you know, racing and beating the boys, it was definitely not an easy situation to, to be in. But like everything in life, I believe that if you really love something and you have that you know, feeling inside of you that this is what you wanted to do. There is not need to stop doing it. You know what mm. I mean? If you want to do it, you should do it with all the sacrifices that they might come along with it. And I'm sure it built a tremendous amount of character and ability to persevere that you have used throughout your life. When did you decide to come to the United States? So I came into the United States because of actually a funny story, which goes back to the fact that in Italy, my country back then, you know, like uh, women doing e extreme sports and male dominated sports that they were not really seen upon <laughs> that much. Mm -hmm. So what happened was this, I, um, I was uh, trying to become the first woman in the history of the sport to race with the men in the world championship. So it's kind of like um, in today's day here in the U.S., it's like having a woman playing in 
in the 49ers for the NFL. Uh, okay, yes, okay, okay. got it. <laughs> Explain. Yeah. So, you know, I had that chance because I, I was talented and I trained a lot, you know, so I was good enough to be able to do that. How I worked back in Italy at the time was that uh, you needed to do a trial where all the top talent were getting together. And it was really like a... a an event where it was on lap times. So, you know, like you need to show the fastest lap time around the the motorcycle track. And if you were in the top five, you were guaranteed a spot to be able to go to the wards. Okay. So I'm the only teenager there as a a girl. Okay. Everybody else is, is boys. So I'm there and I get the third fastest time. Oh my goodness. I was over the moon. I'm like... As a little girl, you know, start watching, you know, those magazines in the house, you know, see all the champion and having this thing in my head that I want to become the first woman to do this. I'm like, yes, I finally did it. I was like super happy. A couple of days after that, I received a, a phone call from the Italian Federation, which it tells me that they decide not to send me because I was a woman uh. a girl at the time. And they didn't feel like that it was the right thing to do. At that point, my, you know, happiness <laughs> turned around and became furious. Oh, and I'm that. like, you know what? No problem. I'll find another way. And that is when I decided to come to the United States. Because uh, in the U.S., I could do that trial again. And I was fairly sure that there was not going to be that type of discrimination and I could achieve what I wanted to. So I packed my bags. I spoke very, very little English just by myself. I was 21 years old and came in the United States to follow my dream. That is amazing. You had this goal. You weren't going to let them stop you. And I, I can't wait to hear the rest. Everybody's probably on the edge of their seat now <laughs> about your never give up attitude. Let's hear oh, yes. how it turned out. <laughs> so pretty much what happened was this. I came in the U.S. and I needed to do um uh, races uh, to gain points uh, to be able to apply for the, the professional men license. So I ended up doing that. And in the meantime, I ended up racing the women motocross national um, championship in the United States. And I ended up winning that. You know, the very first year I came over, I won every race I entered in the women's side. So I became an American champion um, in 1999. But in the meantime, I was also doing this other racing, you know, to be able to gain the points uh, to ask for the professional license with the with the men. And uh, I did my points. So I asked the AMA, which is the American Motorcycle Association, that uh, I want a professional license here on my proof. And uh, yeah, and they ended up giving it to me. So I was That's able to awesome. compete uh, in the U.S., you know, with a professional license. So I became the, the first woman to race professionally with the men in the history of, of the sport here in the U.S. And that was amazing because I didn't do it in the world, but I was able to do it here in the U.S. And that made me, you know, like a, a, a popular you know, person in, into the motorsport industry. I even had a, um, a helmet that was painted with my own color and sold worldwide. Uh, I 
was able to be part of two video games as a character. That's so, fun. Yeah, so, you know, like a lot of things happened and it was uh, incredibly good. And then I have the twist that I want to share. share. <laughs> because what happened is that uh, I came in the U- United States uh, in 1999. In 2005, so I was almost close to the end of my career, you know, but in 2005, the whole thing came full circle because I got a phone call from Europe saying that they wanted me to become the first woman to race in the world championship. Oh, sure. Now they wanted you to do it, right? (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, like it was a a little bit of a revenge because, yes, I needed to prove myself away from Italy, you know, like uh, to be able to be considered worth it, I guess. But this time I play my cards. So I said, yes, gentlemen, I'll do it. But this is how much it's going to cost you. (laughs) (laughs) So it came full circle. That's amazing. That's amazing. I love that story. But now I think it was, was it right around that time that you ended up with another life lesson? Yes. At that time, I actually ended up with a big life lesson, which is, uh, you know, like I was on top of my game. I achieved all the goals that I wanted to in my racing career. I put many nails in the coffin and, uh, you know, help the women's side of the sport to grow a lot and get, gain attention. And then when I was preparing for the 2006 season, I had a terrible accident. Mm-hmm. I ended up... Uh, um, coming up short which means casing a big jump a double jump and both of my ankle exploded literally it was it was uh immediately i i went in shock you know because not so much about the pain because when it's that bad and in that moment you know like you you don't feel that much pain in reality my first thought in my mind when i was jumping and i knew that something was going to happen my first thought was like ah i'm going to miss next week race <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so you know like that's the mind of of the athlete right yes but then uh, you know what happened really you know like i I had such a devastating injury that uh, I risked the amputation of both of my legs. So, you know, it was, it was, uh, you know, very, very new and different and scary time in my life because uh, I needed to reinvent myself. You know, the life that I knew up to that point, you know, racing, going around the world, being a celebrity in my sport and whatnot, it just ended. All of a sudden. So, you know, like now what I do, <laughs> you know, yeah. I wasn't prepared. I didn't make any plans, you know, yet. That's also the mentality, unfortunately, of athletes that uh, you think you can do it forever. But then eventually comes the time that you either retire from it or unfortunately, like it happened to me, you have a, a devastating injury. But, you know, after a little while, because I, I, I mean, I did go into depression for a little bit, you know, like uh, it, it was just very hard, you know, like thinking that I might not be able to walk again, you know, um, maybe being on a wheelchair, you know, what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. There are a lot of things that are very hard to deal with when they are tossed at you like an hour with the next. Right. Oh, my goodness. And, um, but, you know, like uh, 
I, I, I pull from my inner motivation of never give up. And uh, I said, okay, well, let's see what can be done here. So I turned the negative into the positive. I climbed back out of that hole. And uh, yeah, I decided, um, you know, if that was going to be, you know, that I was going to lose my legs, my idea was, okay, I'm going to become the next adaptive champion you know in this sport oh, i love that attitude this is awesome oh my gosh yeah. go ahead <laughs> and the, and, the, and the, you know like uh, that was the the what i was grasping to it you know to see okay if it's, that's gonna ha- gonna happen i'm gonna do that but um you know like uh, it took time to get out of this situation because it was a very weird um, type of injury and um you know, in the meantime, I was offered to become the general manager of the Women World Championship. So for me, it was like a way of bringing back into the industry and the sport that I loved so much. All my knowledge and put into the attention to and, and to the plate of the girls that I used to race against. So now I became almost like a mama to all yeah. the other competitors. And that... It was amazing because uh, it taught me my life, the the power of giving back. And uh, even if I I was, you know, in crutches and on the wheelchair, you know, like be able to see others succeed just because you can help them, you know, like even if it was like tricks or or tips on the track or like career advice or how to become a better person and or a better athlete. That really, really helped me, you know, go through the entire situation about my legs. You know, I, I find wanna... that is that when you are the mentor and you, you're helping someone else, whether it's with mindset or skills, mm-hmm. you end up getting just as much, if not more, back from them. So, I mean, that was the perfect thing to do. Yes, it was it was amazing. And I continue to do it. You know, I'm mm-hmm. happy to share, though, for everybody that is that in suspense that I do have my legs. Yeah. <laughs> okay, thank you for letting us know. That's yes. great. <laughs> I fought a lot for my left um, ankle and foot. It took uh, 10 years to fix it and for me to go around the world and seeing different doctors. But again, you know, they never give up listening to yourself and say, hey, you know, it's my body. I know what I'm capable of doing. So, you know, like um, I'm not going to just take the shortcut because it might be the easy way. Because the shortcuts are never the easy way at the end, in my opinion. If oh, you really, I agree with you, yes. If you really want something in life, you just have to work very hard for it and, um, you know, be ready and willing to do sacrifice keep your passion and then you get it. If you get the shortcut, uh, nothing comes easy. So there is definitely something around the corner that's going to, you know, wake you up and say, "Uh uh-uh, yeah, that was not the way. (laughs) Oh, that's happened to me time and time again. And I I know to a lot of other people, you are right. I mean, taking that long path of learning the lessons um, ends up getting you to where you want to go faster than if you had tried all those shortcuts. Now, You, you know, it's so inspirational what you were able to do and how you're able to share that your message with other women and help them. What are you doing today? Well, today I have uh, uh, opened uh, a few months ago a esport agency for the people that might don't know yet what esports are. 
you need to pay attention because <laughs> esports uh, esports is a, a very big uh, ecosystem that is taking a lot of um, attention especially for from uh, the millennial generation it mm-hmm. is uh, basic basically are video games tournaments Mm-hmm. So when uh, people are playing video games and now there is a way to make uh, those t- tournaments uh, look like and feel like almost like a sporting event. So people ended up going and watching people playing video games. So it, it's kind of crazy, you know. Maybe no, some- I, I know this from, I have three teenage sons. So I oh. am very familiar with esports, <laughs> probably more than I want to be. But I can't <laughs> wait to share with them what we're talking about here because they will totally get it. They've told me that they watch and have even been watched in certain games. And I'm yep. like, what do you mean? You just sit there and watch somebody play a game, but it's actually really exciting. It is, it is. And for me, I found a way to connect, again, my passion for motorcycling and for racing into this, um, you know, very fast growing industry. So I, because of the connection that I have with the motorcycle industry and the fact that there are video games in the motorcycle industry, I uh, created Init Esport is my agency where we are going to create and we are on the process of creating tournament for those racing video games so it's like my passion for racing you know it's now on a digital way but it's still the same racing and a lot of the same player and for me it's a very good you know new step for my life and uh, I love it I'm very excited it's uh, something in a way new because the digital world and the video game part even though I was in two video games you know it's a but little bit. So, yeah, this is like cutting edge here. I mean, what a great yep. way to transform your passion in using what's hot right now and kind of bring it together. And I can hear the excitement in your voice. And I know this is going to come through with what you're launching. I really hope so. Like I said, you know, I'm a person that uh, um, try to see a little bit further, you know, and uh, I'm a person, as you have noticed, that doesn't take no for answers. So <laughs> if I see something and I have a passion and I believe in it, I'll find a way. <laughs> you know? That's awesome. So. That is awesome. And you know, it's very inspiring for the people who are sitting there going, oh, I'm not sure to just get up and find a way to in, in yes, their that's world. The yeah. That's my biggest biggest suggestion you know is like if you have a passion and you love something you know put that fear away and just get up and do it it's gonna reward you in so many different ways and if you are able and open to listen to what it comes to you you will have a very very happy life Oh, that is a great, great, great lesson for people to take away. You know what? I think that people are going to really want to hear a little bit more about where they can learn about you. I know you've got an awesome, is it South by Southwest is coming up? Yes, so South by Southwest is coming up and I connect with the folks over there and explain what I'm doing, you know, like, and also bringing in the women part of gaming. Yeah. Which are- to me a lot because gaming also is a very male dominated industry so you know I feel that me as an example to have had success 
in a sport that is male dominated, it can inspire women to be successful in the gaming industry. So I presented this to South by Southwest and they were very excited and we are putting together uh, possibly an event. Uh, I don't have the details yet, but if you want to follow, you know, the website, initesports.com, you will be able to, to see the announcement there and you know, if you are in the area, you are at this event, feel free to reach out, come by, you know, and uh, I'd love to meet everybody. Oh, that's fantastic, Steffi. So in esports.com, I will have, uh, we'll have a link directly from the show notes to that so that you can find out what Steffi's doing with her new business and South by Southwest. If you want to stop by and check her out, I think this is wonderful. Uh, so I would love for you, you've been just a powerhouse of passion and energy and great lessons about never giving up. So you've had a lot of lessons throughout our half an hour here, but do you have anything like your parting words of wisdom, anything else that you'd like to share with people that they can take away and, and just keep them lifted all day long? I think that the, the key message here, it is really never give up. If you love something, don't be scared. Or if you are scared, overcome that fear because the reward is amazing. Mm -hmm. So keep going. Never give up. If the, the, this, the way is not straight, find the one that goes around, but get you to the destination where you want to be. <laughs> Oh, I love it. That is so in alignment with what I speak about. That's fantastic. Steffi, you've been amazing. And I am going to make sure to go to the website and make sure that I'm listening to what's going on with this launch because I can't wait to share it with my sons and to, <laughs> uh, you know, stop by a booth too when I with the next uh, engagement that you have. Thank you yes. so much. I appreciate you. Thank you so much, Heather. It's been a, a wonderful experience to be here with you and uh, really appreciate you listening to me and, and tell my story. Thank you. And you have a fantastic one. And all you listeners out there, never give up. Listen to Steffi. Thanks yes. and have a great day, guys. Bye-bye. <laughs>